Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Supreme Bohemes podcast, where we embody a supreme energy while maintaining a bohemian lifestyle. My name is Mallory. And I'm Tayesian. And thank you for taking your time out to listen to the kickoff to season two. We heavily appreciate it and just loving the the feedback that I've been getting yeah. lately. It's been very nice. I hope you guys have been seeing our theme that we've been going with, flowing mm-hmm. like water, being more like water, boundless, and having that same energy. So um, we'll be showing you more of that throughout the season. But thank you so much for listening to the last episode. Yes. Keep listening to the first episode. And also make sure you listen to this one. So we're going to get into our get to know you questions. Mm-hmm. If you are uh, familiar, I get to know your questions. The first one is a little bit, you know, fun. And the second one is a little bit more deep. So the first one is, what is your special song? What is yours, Mallory? Mine is uh, Destiny by Shaka Khan. Ooh. Um, when I was a little girl, my dad and I would slow dance to that all the time. That's like our song. And when I get married, um, and if I have a reception, depending on what I feel in that era of my life that'd probably be a song that me and my dad would dance to because that's our song okay that's pretty mm-hmm. i don't think i've heard destiny i gotta, oh, I gotta to send that. it to you yeah i gotta send it to you yeah it's it's not um it's not a song that everyone like runs to when they think of shaka khan it's right. not the very first song but it's very beautiful. I did one of those deep album cuts, mm-hmm, which are the mm-hmm. best ones. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, we both love music. My um, special song for a little while now, I have a lot of them, but I just narrowed it down to this one, um, is Oh Honey by Delegation. It is just so mm. beautiful. Like um, I think I heard that before. You probably did. And Callie Uchis remixed it with um, Lottery. On her um, first EP. Okay. So okay. it's I'm gonna just have to a, play it back. Yeah, it's like a beautiful little '70s kind of whimsical, dreamy like ballad. It's so beautiful. But that's mine. Yeah. Okay. okay. So our next question is: What is something you just can't relate to? I'm gonna do start with that one for me. <laughs> Because I feel passionate about this. For me, okay. I just can't relate to y'all motherfuckers who be talking about it's okay for you to have a dirty ass car all the time. Like, <laughs> I hate that. Like, I feel like I understand something to a certain extent. Like, you know, you may got some something left over from the weekday, like your work week or whatever, and you're yes. gonna eventually get um uh, throw it away or organize it. But it's the people that be having it dirty every time you get in their car. And it's like you can barely maneuver. It's dirt on the floor. It's mm. dirt all in the crevices, Mm-mm. in the console, dirt in the back. You, people can barely get in the back seat. It's Mm-mm. just trash and dirt. I just don't understand. And I just really think that that kind of, that, that shows really where you are as a person, the way your car looks, if it looks like that. Often, I'm sure your house probably looks like that. Some people say that they mm-hmm. live in their car and their car just be like that, but for it to be that junky, like I just can't relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> I look, I get that. I do, I do. Um, something I can't relate to, and this is not even like a bashing thing, I mm-hmm. want to relate to it, but I can't. Um, just the 
the tech the natural techniques for like skin. I have very like sensitive skin. And when I like Ooh, that's good. use any type of natural scrub or home remedy that I can make at home, I always break out. Dang. Like all the time. Like and it, it gets annoying because when I talk to like people who are really into like like natural medication and herbs and other things like that when it comes to skincare they're like oh well you're just not using it right but it's like no some things my body rejects like Mm -hmm. when it comes to I remember when I made a lip scrub and it was I made it and I felt so good and empowered and I put it on my lips oh my gosh my lips broke out Ooh, that's the the worst way lips to break out yes was it itchy it was scaly Ooh, and I call it lobster lip because it's the <laughs> same. It's the same reaction when I eat lobster and shrimp and crabs oh, and all that stuff. Okay. So, yeah, it, I wish that these natural things worked for me, and I'm still on the quest to find other like options because I don't want to give up on the natural right. dream. But a lot of yo, a lot of those natural remedies, especially when it comes to skincare whoops my ass every time mm, i remember i had referred you to that um neem oil and it broke you out it broke so, me out more yeah mm-hmm. dang bro well <laughs> girl what would a boheme do okay so and what a bohem <laughs> what would a bohem not do use segment? that natural shit <laughs> <laughs> exactly otherwise i'm gonna break out I'm gonna okay tore up but um I don't, I'm trying to say her uh, Twitter handle correctly. Nakane Official. Okay. She said, in the closeted gay man marries a woman to be part of society's story. We often celebrate when the man breaks free. And that's great. But what we forget is the woman who was used and left when no longer useful. The man is rewarded. The woman is forgotten. Mm. That sounded like we was like on a, a um, talk show. The woman's forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Not my voice. <laughs> but, um, girl, but what you think about it. that, Tay? In that situation, first of all, like, you're going to mm-hmm. hear me to the cows come home if I was the woman and you did that to me. Because right. I understand society and how society does men that um, are, you know, bisexual and mm-hmm. all of that. However, mm-hmm. you're a man, you're a grown person, you have to have accountability to be honest and open with people. You don't have to be honest and open with the whole world, but yes, with the people you're sleeping with or yes. you're procreating with, you have to, You there's just no other way around that. And if I was the woman in that situation, oh, you're going you gonna to hear me. It's not going to be a whole celebration of you and how... And how you've been delivered from being in the closet. It's going to be, let's be accountable for what you've done to me. Because I Mm. loved you. And now I can't even be with you. I can't even really look at you the same way. Because number one, you lied. Mm -hmm. And number two, you don't even want me and just me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, and I don't know how other people feel. But I want you to want me and just me. If we're in that relationship. I don't want you to want. And I do Mm -mm. not want you to want other men. That's just how I feel about it. Um, And that's fine. So that's fine. you need to let people because it's a lot of women I know and we know for sure it's a lot of women out there that are okay with um a man being bisexual dating men and mm-hmm. women and dating her so yeah 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 
I'm 1000% agree. And I will take it even a step further because the tweet says closeted gay man marries a woman to be part of society. When you ask a woman to be, first of all, you ask a woman to be on your, to be your wife. So you go on one knee, you get the ring, you get all. So it's like, you are a grown person. I 1000% agree. And you know, it's often, it's rarely asked in those situations, well, how does the woman feel? Right. The the man is always uplifted and respected and able to go on with his life, which is a good thing. You should be able to go through with your life, but we never ask the question about the wife. And sometimes, I'm not going to lie, sometimes I feel like it's an expectation for the wife to be super like nurturing and loving to that situation. Mm -hmm. And that is just, I'm sorry. That's not realistic. Mm -mm. And I'm not not. your wife no more. Like (laughs) you a motherfucker on the street at that point. Like, (laughs) no, 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 no. Because it's like, it's wasted time. And now you got me mixed up. In your time that you've wasted as well so it's like sometimes I wonder because it's not a lot of discussion about it you might have heard it like one time what what was that story a long time ago on Oprah what was what? the the lady that wrote the story oh this, um she wrote something to McCain no, yes, Terry McMillan Terry, Terry McMillan, McMillan yep. yes okay we heard but it's like so many other stories like that where it's like people we don't really get to hear the woman's plight and how she had to overcome that and how she had to get through it. Because I'm going to be real. You don't even have to, I mean, we've said it last season. You don't even have to like be super forgiving with that. Like you don't have to, you don't have to have forgiveness to move on with your life. No, you cannot forgive that because it leaves with a lot of pain and, and turmoil for you that you have to sort out that wouldn't have existed if he left his truth or he did you know, I don't know it's and probably and you know now too we live in social media day so his ass yeah. probably came out on social media now you looking like boo boo the fool that's embarrassing I'm that sure. is I'm embarrassing like, now so now I can't even be embarrassed in private family friends no now the whole world gotta know because I'm sure this motherfucker is coming out on social media I, yeah. I'm sure of it yeah and you gotta deal with that people looking at you funny because you were with a man like with a man that is a bisexual and you didn't know like that is that is embarrassing one thing i will always push for i don't care what the circumstances are right allow someone the power of choice give them they you owe that to them like i know we live in this world when it's like you don't owe this person this you don't owe this person that but no like you owe people a responsibility to make a choice Mm -hmm. and that's it you know what I'm saying? Period. It goes beyond this particular situation. Right. Like, it can don't be fake like you don't have things. money. You know, don't fake that. Like, don't fake that you have a job and you don't, or you're in school but you're not. Like, yeah. Just be 100 percent transparent. At like, and I get it. When you're first dating somebody, like there is layers. Like, every, both parties have a wall up, so you don't really feel what's the truth to the to a stranger when dating. But this situation is orientation like, should always be told up front. Period. Yeah, like yeah, it, other things no, but orientation yeah. is like the first one of the first things that mm-hmm. you should be telling the person. Yeah, I feel like that is the very first thing. 
That is the very right. first I need to know thing. if you're straight. I need to know if you're gay. I need to know if you're bisexual. Like it's just mm-hmm. that's a, those are the bases. Yeah. So I yeah. one thousand percent agree. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe in the Twitter realm, or maybe they'll even be like you know. There's a lot of Netflix specials and different shows coming out on these um streaming devices. Maybe maybe there'll be a documentary about that. I think that would be really good to see. That really will be good. Yeah. And it's definitely not a thing of bashing them for being bisexual. It's just the no. lie and the trickery and the deceit behind it. That's but it. I'm gonna be real, like sometimes I feel like it's like manipulation and gaslighting. Yeah. Because we aren't ba- like it's not bashing. You lied. Period. <laughs> like, yeah. Period. So don't even not bring about... that into the equation because that yeah you can't that's use that so as unfair. Yeah, that's unfair as fuck. Like mm-hmm. you sitting here like, oh well, you know, was that your bashing? No, 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 baby, you, lied. you did it. Wrong. You lied. You bashed me exactly <laughs> with your lies. <laughs> <laughs> exact okay so we don't want a court we don't want that a was court a really good that. tweet yeah that, that was a good was. tweet <laughs> so y'all the bohemes have spoken the bohemes uh-huh. have spoken on twitter and instagram <laughs> and the bohemes want to talk about ptsd and dating on our inner supreme segment so yes. we're gonna do what the bohemes want to do and talk yes. about ptsd and dating now ptsd if you don't know is post-traumatic stress disorder and some of the symptoms of that can be having flashbacks as if you're in the actual situation that happened, anxiety, nightmares, mm-hmm. um, severely uncontrollable thoughts and severe emotional distress or physical um, upsets and situations to the things that remind you of what happened to you. Now, we normally hear of PTSD in two ways with, you know, people going to the military and having those um, um, f- flashbacks and that cer- certain sort of trauma um, from that, or we'll hear from post-traumatic um, slave disorder, whereas Black people, we have some of those symptoms of that. But in dating, it's a little bit different. Um, yeah. So, I feel like, in my opinion, everybody has a little bit or a lot of um, traumatic, um, post-traumatic um, stress disorder when it comes to dating. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't feel like I have too much, but there are certain things that really follow me despite me, um, well, while dating. They follow me mm-hmm. while dating or the absence of dating. So I'll start with one of mine, Cha. Okay. Um, so my one of my biggest... Um, one of my biggest, and I would say the symptom is kind of like, um, anx- I have anxiety towards this, or um, I sometimes have thoughts about it, but I feel like my thoughts are kind of controllable with this, but it's um, the fear of losing myself or morphing into my partner. Mm-hmm. I have had previous relationships where I was, you know, you admire your man so much and you think he's so cool, so you start adopting the lingo the talk, the the mm-hmm. things that they like and all of this type of stuff in, in numerous ways. Yeah. Um, if you're not, a lot of times this happens if you're not completely solid within yourself. Most of the times that's when this happens. Um, and I feel like in the past those were, that was why that was happening because I wasn't completely solid with who I was. So I always have like this, like this worry that I need to be whole. I need to be this. I need to be that when I'm dating because I don't want to like subconsciously or unconsciously morph into this guy that I'm dating because a lot of times it can happen when you not know it. Like you could just start listening to everything they like and doing the same stuff they like. And you're like, damn, 
you know, if you don't have a mm-hmm. partner that's willing to be honest with you, then they'll let you and they won't, or they, they may not notice it, but they'll, if you don't have a partner like that, they'll let you continue going into that direction without letting you be a, telling you that, yeah, you, you need to just do your own thing or you need to remain mm-hmm. true to yourself. So that's one of my big ones when it comes to dating. Okay. Okay. Um, I think for me, it's the, it's definitely the fear of abandonment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that, um, you know, I have a great therapist. She walks me through a lot of like the issues that I have with just feeling like I'm going to be abandoned. And I learned that all that, it, the, the idea or the concept of Mallory having a fear of being abandoned was it stems from like childhood and being a little child and in certain circumstances won't go too far into it Mm -hmm. abandonment occurred so now that I'm an adult it's like it poured into my adult life and of course it poured into my love life so that's something I feel like um it it's a, it's a, it was an ongoing battle for me. Even in some instances, it still is. But the best thing for me that I've discovered is just finding the origin of where it comes from. Mm-hmm. For me, when I have an understanding of something, then I'm able to like, I'm able to maneuver through it and figure and figure out how to deal with it. Same. And I don't understand mm-hmm. why something exists. Then I have a hard time getting through whatever I'm going through because I don't even know why this shit is here in the first place. Right, right. So, um, fear of abandonment is very, it, it, it hits home for me in a lot of different ways. And, um, I'm happy that I'm seeing it through because it, it's not, it's not an easy thing. And I'm gonna be honest, it's not just in, dating like it's like in friendships as well I've had fear of abandonment yeah it's like it's something that has really followed me so it was only going to be right that if I'm in a um in uh in in dating you know I'm getting to know someone and we're dating you know whatever and now I'm in a relationship that those traits would still be there because those are like it, it plays on my biggest fear, which mm-hmm. is abandonment. So it's just, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something else. Let's let's go back and forth. I got one for you. And you were talking okay. Sure. So I'm a vivid dreamer, and it's a gift mm. and a curse. It's so aggravating, y'all. <laughs> Girl, can we think about the slightest thing or not thinking about it and have a dream about it? A whole uh-huh. fiasco. So right. I have like dreams where certain situations will play out to where someone is making me look stupid and they're like stupid in front of other people and it's obviously somebody that I'm with like a boyfriend um Mm -hmm. or man so I I keep having dreams and I'm still to this day of somebody making me like look stupid meaning embarrassing me in a way that's like is not valuing me or outwardly disrespecting me in front of other people. And I believe that's because in my past relationships that happened on a large scale in front of a lot of people. It's this type of situation where a lot of, 
where so many people know your business and so many people are locked into your relationship. You wear your emotions on your sleeves to the point where something happened, everybody knows it's happened, or people are gossiping about what's happening in your relationship mm. and all the type that type of stuff. So mm. I still have dreams, unfortunately, about those not this exact situations, but situations that mirror mirror those situations. And it really wow. sucks because I can't like it's so like I don't think it's in about your subconscious. Exactly. I don't think about that every day. So it's not something that I can work on mm-hmm. through and I feel like if I start thinking about it, then I'm having more dreams about it. So I feel like it's a it's a lose lose because right. I don't want to think about that stuff. I feel like I'm past it, but my subconscious brings it back and that's just literally PTSD. Like it that is is something I really in this situation cannot control. I can control what dreams I have at night. And the fact that I don't think about it at all is 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 so aggravating because I'm not even triggering this on my own in my day-to-day thoughts. And so I really I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. Like, um, yeah, I just try to yeah. like go to sleep, wake up, and just forget about the dreams. But honestly, sometimes your dreams can stay with you throughout the day, especially when you dream as vividly as me. I remember my dreams yeah. for the most part when I wake up. So that energy of the past can just seep into my life on yeah. a day to day basis if I'm having those dreams, and that's like aggravating. So it's a lot of self talk I have to do to remind myself of those situations being in the past and how I won't allow myself to be in a situation like that anymore. It's just a lot of self-talk. And that's really what it consists of. Yeah. A lot of self-talk. Um, Cause I know when I was going through something uh, like similar to that, when I was going through depression, like my really depressive state, um, I would just have bad dreams almost every day. Mm-hmm. And I carried those dreams throughout the day. And one thing I learned was, like, I learned through therapy, like, I have to, once I wake up, nope, it's a new day. Mm -hmm. Whatever you had a dream about, you have to push it to the side because it. no dream can put a huge effect on your everyday life. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a new day. This is a new opportunity. This is a new time to, like move past that so it's like when you wear your dreams you wear your past yeah and I just feel like I'm not really finna be going out like a sucker every day having a dream and letting that affect my day like I really think that's mm-hmm. I really think mentally you have to be stronger than that I, yeah. you have to have, build your mental muscle just as you build other stuff so I'm not finna let no little dream define mm-hmm. like how I feel throughout the day sometimes it gets to me if it's really like Ooh, that was that was deep. Like that was that was rough. That took me back to a place. But more 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 often than not, I can shake it off. But I'm just not about to let my mental be so fragile to the point where I allow exactly. stuff like that to to just alter my entire day constantly. So that's where I'm at with it. It's gonna happen. So I'm just gonna roll with the punches and mm-hmm. and be stronger than my subconscious. I think another. Well, you said self-talk, so I'll just expand upon that a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know, like, when it comes to, like, my fears and, like, my PTSD and, like, dating and relationships, they come into my head, like, and I'm just sitting there like, what? I'm not scared of you. What's up? Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just one of those things, like, what's up? Like, you're a thought. 
you're going to go away in a few seconds or a minute or two, but you can only stay if I allow you exactly. to be in this space. And if you want to be in this space, number one, you're going to be here for a short period of time. And number two, the whole time, bitch, I'm going to be standing here dead in your face. Exactly. Like, yes, I love that mindset. I love that. Like, <laughs> like what's up? Like, you have oh. to handle things like, because, yo, like, negative thoughts and especially when you're, you know, for people that are single out there and they're dating, you could really ruin a great experience with somebody new by thinking of the things that you've already been through. Exactly. You could (laughs) really shatter like something really dope. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So it's like when those negative thoughts come, you got to be like, okay, what's up? And know how to to separate them from, from intuition. Because yeah. just because you have a thought, that doesn't mean it's true. But sometimes if you have a pulling in your gut or or just like this strong inkling of something, yeah, pay attention to that. But a negative yeah. thought is completely different because it's just rooted in negativity that has no grounds to be there. So, And your intuition makes you feel like you need to do that. Where a negative thought will, well, it's your ego speaking. Yeah, so it makes you feel your bad negative, about yourself. It'll something. make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, intuitions do not make you feel bad when, like, I know the last time I had, when I was um dating, and this was like five years ago, but when I was dating someone and they left me in a room, right? Something told me, leave the room. I didn't, it, it's like, I wasn't scared. I wasn't worried. It was like, that's in your intuition telling you, oh, girl, you need to leave this room. Yeah. And I left. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I my it's a different feeling, so don't confuse the two. Because mm-hmm. it's some people may confuse those, but yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, do, yeah. Um, I think um, also another form for me. Um, I remember when I was like single and like I call it serial dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very. I had a, like a lot of layers. Like I was very vague. Um, I wouldn't really open up to people like that. And from hindsight, it made me, it makes me think like, okay, well, why the heck were you dating if you're going to be so like, like having fun, but also just very vague. Like it's just, it, it takes the fun out of things. Like it does. Mm -hmm. Some people deserve that. You know, the, some people that I've met, they deserve that. But when you're dating and you know whether you're doing it for casual or you're trying to meet somebody and see where it goes you have to really have the the understanding to just be be safe but also be comfortable you don't have to be like you know super like uptight or anything like that and I remember Mm -hmm. that was for me because when I was younger I used to, before that, like when, when I was like my early 20s, like 20, 20, 21, and I was dating, I was just, I was too free. And I was too, hi guys, like, oh, how you doing? Yeah, we should do that. And it's like, I had some really messed up experiences because I felt, from hindsight, I felt like, well, maybe I was being too open and too nice and too friendly. Mm-hmm. So... I became really like I'm gonna date, but I'm gonna be vague and I'm yeah, gonna be you very quiet from and I'm one gonna be very to observant. Next. Yeah, and that is a PTSD in dating. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people are like that now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to because I mean dating and being out here, it's hard to gauge people. It's hard. <laughs> it really is. 
when you meet somebody for the first time, they're showing you the best version of themselves. So it's like you have no idea what the heck you know you about to know mm-hmm. a week or two from now. So mm-hmm. I understand it, but you know, just work with your discernment and not the things that are not the things you just went through in the past in order for you to like make some memories. Cause I have been on like some dates with people where we never seen each other again, but it's like, oh, we had fun that day. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. I think my last one for you for me, it kind of ties into what you were saying. Uh-huh. It sounded like a dismissive avoidant kind of thing, a defense mm-hmm. mechanism. Cause I have that um yeah. I can like just be when it comes to I just don't put my all in and I'm kinda like, um mm, this uh like I'm just on guard in general Mm -hmm. and I'm just not going to get too attached. And if I have a fear of staying too long in toxic situations, because I did before to the point where I'll leave like at the first sign of static, like, Oh, he did this. I can't deal with that. I'm out. Mm -hmm. And in some situations it'll, it works because it's like, you really, you know what you can't deal with. But in some situations, you know, possibly not none in the past because i feel like i was a great judge of character but in the future i would want to be a little bit more um obviously more selective but in addition to that um not as avoidant of those deep connections with people right like before i can even get a deep connection like not like not liking liking people not liking um feelings as far as that because you know we we don't want to get hurt none of us girl that was me i get that so I feel like I feel like um I feel like I have a healthy balance, but it can be unbalanced if I just get too picky with it. Like I feel like I'm a great judge of character, but at the same time I need to um be mindful of it yeah. when in the um in future dating situations where I don't just leave at the sign of anything because some stuff some things are um negotiable and you can work with and stuff like yeah. that. So. The biggest thing is just not not staying too long for me because I did in the past. Not staying too long. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think for me, finding that balance between yeah. like, okay, this is a good place and okay, like, nah, they tripping. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Basically, just trying to make sure that, you know, basically making sure that I have as much I's dotted and T's crossed, not in a form of perfection, just making sure that I have a voice too, you know, with mm-hmm. things like, I don't know, just making sure that like, if I'm going to be with someone, this is going to be new opportunity, new slate, new journey. I don't really necessarily need to carry some of the baggage that I've been carrying yeah. this whole time. It's not anybody's like the biggest thing with PTSD I feel is mm-hmm. that's your stuff and you don't need to you need to work through your stuff but you don't need to carry that baggage into any situations because a per a new person has nothing to do with to do what happened. Now it is possible that that person can possibly help you work through it if they choose to, but it's mm-hmm. not their job to off real. Yeah. So 
the with the whole PTSD thing, I just think it's important for you to understand what type of traumas and and stress that you have related to dating. But understand it, work through it, and then try to cope with all of it before you bring it on to someone else. Find the origin of it, because you know, you know, one thing I noticed, especially on social media, like people have a very well, this is how I am approach to dating, and that could be to your detriment, like. There's it's good to have some boundaries and like that, but it's like I see too much on social media. A lot of the toxic things being labeled. Well, this is how I am. And oh it's my like, god! You have my... to uncover. Ooh, I hate that. You have to uncover some one tweet, one um meme that sticks out immediately that I seen was um I said I check my dudes when my when my man goes out for the night. <laughs> I check his uh. I check his um, Instagram account to see how many new follows he had by the time he gets home. Like little stuff like that. That's like if you gotta do all that. What's that's the point? freaking weird. That's so stupid. And you're gonna murder your relationship because yeah. nobody has time for that. It's so childish. It's so insecure. It's so unproductive. If you feel like you gotta check up on somebody in a relationship, you shouldn't be in a relationship with them. Anything that's gonna happen is gonna come to the light. Mm-hmm. I can't stand that going in the phone, going through somebody's stuff that personal. Nobody don't need to know my passwords, my person. That's that's my personal stuff. And in the same sense, I would do. I would, I feel the same way when it comes to a guy. Like we really mm-hmm. need to dead that whole going through somebody's shit culture. Cause Lord, yeah, it's not I really don't like doing it. Like I I don't and. I know, like, with my boyfriend, he could be just on his phone chilling, and if I see his phone, like, in the per- in the peripheral, like, I could see what he's doing, I will look out the window. <laughs> yeah, because you recognize phone. where, Mm-mm, I don't need to be doing this. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh, no, ooh, that's your phone? Oh, yeah, no. like, like, it's just a respect. Like, nobody like, want I give nobody him his phone. on them. I give him his phone, like, face down like oh here's your phone and I turn it around like yeah. I don't want to see like I'm good like no. yeah Mm-mm. I'm not doing all that <laughs> hell no you too grown for real okay well I don't got no more PTSD cause baby I'm an angel let me stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't really have too much PTSD either cause it's like it's kind of hard for me to say in dating cause it's been a while since I've like yeah. been dating yeah so. But maybe in relationships, but yeah. you ironed out all the stuff. So yeah, I pretty cool. much said the things for me. So yes. So our five to nine segment is about honoring and celebrating people who have a nine to five job, profession, career, and they yes. also work on their passion project or entrepreneurial ventures during five to nine or whatever mm-hmm. hours they choose. Um, the person we want to spotlight this week is Rebecca Desir. She is a health program manager and she has a master in public or master's in public health. She has created this uh, organization, a nonprofit organization called the Black Health Commission. So the reason why she did this, her passion for addressing health equity in black communities led her to create her own nonprofit organization. So the Black Health Commission, Sorry, y'all. The Black Health Commission's mission is to take charge of health equity in black communities through educating, education, research and advocacy. So this the biggest thing that I've noticed, what I really love about um, the Black Health Commission is they have a lot of ways that they can um, 
interestingly and exciting, exciting ways to educate people through social media. Like a lot of stuff that I didn't know, especially last year, I, th- I believe she started it last year. A lot of stuff I didn't know about health and things that happen with black people in the, um, in healthcare. Mm-hmm. I learned through the black health commission. Um, it is an amazing organization. If you want to know more about Rebecca, you can follow her at King underscore Desire. That's K I N G underscore D E S I R on Instagram. And if you want to learn more, because obviously you will, if you want to know about her, learn more about her organization, follow it on, on Instagram as well at black health commission. Black Health Commission. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for working with us. And I hope you guys take a look at the information that they provide. Okay. All right. Um, so now we're going to go into the Muse segment. And uh, for Muse, since April 20th is around the corner, <laughs> I decided to make a 420 playlist. Especially, yes. Yeah, especially, like, I have my... Um, I officially have my uh, medical marijuana card, so talk to me nice. Hey! Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> nah, like, so, I just made a playlist based off of, like, some of the music that I listen to that's very, like, focused on just relaxing your mind and enjoying cannabis. Smoke weed every day. Smoke weed every day, exactly, and you can take it in edible. They have like these uh, capsules now, yes. um, like a pill, like literally a pill. Um, That's, of that'll probably have... be my my little way because I can't do the slow yeah. child. I'm a little lungs. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, lungs. Okay, <laughs> okay, I feel you. But since they have so many ways, yeah. like mm-hmm. like the um the pills, they look like little Aleve pills. That's lit. Like it's so lit. It's it's so. Expansive now. I have like hyper anxiety, especially within this past, I would say six to seven months. So medicating now, I feel very like I feel very in tune with myself, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's why I'm able to kind of talk out of a lot, talk out a lot of my anxiety and confront my like fears and stuff like that. Oh, like, Oh, Hey, what's up? <laughs> like, Oh, welcome to the room. Hi. How right. are you? Cause right. I'm not running from you. Period. Like, I think that the medication definitely helped with that. So I had to make a 420 playlist for that. Cause it's literally around the corner. It's in a couple of days. So please look out for that guys. Yeah. yeah. So now, um, we have the poll topics. First thing I want to say is thank you guys so much for voting. We, yeah. This is something that we're doing that's brand new, and we just really appreciate the feedback um, because these are topics that we are passionate about, but we kind of want to hear what our following wants us to talk about. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are at your service, okay? <laughs> so um, the topics that we'll be voting on will be toxic positivity, um, the idea of the career-driven woman, or balance of masculine and feminine energy. So those will be the three topics. We'll uh, let you guys know on our personal stories and the Instagram about you know, hey guys, we dropped in the poll, check it out, vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there you can vote on those three topics. So again, we have toxic positivity, 
the idea of the career-driven woman and the balance of masculine and feminine energy. So you just vote with those, between those three. And thank you guys so much. Thank you. Um, now remember, our Instagram is at the Supreme Bohemes, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-R-E-M-E-B-O-H-E-M-E-S. Ooh, thought I was going to mess up. And, <laughs> and the Twitter is um, I'm at Supreme Bohemes. So the first one, IG, is just at the, and then the other one is just Supreme Bohemes. So make sure you follow us there so you can know when the poll is going to be dropped. Also follow us on our personals. Mine is just at Taesian underscore. That's at T-A-E-S-I-A-N underscore. And it's the same on Instagram and Twitter. On Twitter, I am Eclectic Mal, so that's E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C-M-A-L. And then on Instagram, I'm the same thing, except there's a period between the word eclectic and Mal. Yes. And remember, everything that we mentioned as far as links, um, links to playlists, links to 5 to 9 Spotlight, and our poll topics, all of that is going to be down in the description box of the podcast. So if you can't find anything, you can't remember what we said, just go to the description of the podcast episode and it'll be right there for you to go to the links directly. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to us this week. And we'll talk to y'all the next time.